expert. Welcome to The Winner's Edit, a Survivor storyline and editing podcast. I'm your host, Joe. And I'm your host, Dan. And today on episode 9 of The Winner's Edit, we are covering episode 9 of Survivor Ghost Island, The Sea Slug Slugger. Uh, I totally thought Sebastian would somehow be related to this, but no. It turns out it was Wendell talking about Angela. Which... Yeah, which I feel like was the absolute least likely situation for this episode <laughs> title. Um, yes. Like, I really did think this was going to be a Sebastian quote because, as he said in the episode, he is a seafood entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> so I figured it had to be him. Huh. And it's so weird because I, now I've been saying the episode every week and it's these things like trust your gut or uh, fear keeps you sharp. And then it's this like the sea slug slugger. I don't know. It's something to discuss, especially given that it relates to Angela. Yeah, no, I mean, it's I wonder if it's just because it's such a unique name, like unique kind of verbiage. And I mean, yeah. they're running with as many episodes as Survivor has, I mean, only so many things can make captivating titles. I mean, we got Trust Your Gut this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I guess that could be it. But yeah. it's probably also kind of good for Angela. Yeah, we'll, we'll actually talk also, about Also, she was a Angela. machine yeah. in that challenge. Uh, like, too much. Like, I don't think She that's... literally transformed into, like, a different person. Yeah. Like, just, like, how into it she was. Like... Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, that's not healthy to be, like, swallowing things like that whole, I don't think. Yeah, like, that thing is alive, like, uh. <laughs> yeah. This is definitely, uh, upsetting. Uh, mm-hmm. I personally love these food a- food eating challenges. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're fun. Uh, I really loved Michael's, like, he, it was cool that I was kind of sad he didn't win immunity, because, like, I thought he was, because he won every round, and then lost the final one. Yeah. Um, but I did love that he went back and was like, you only get to be on Survivor once, unless you're Michael, who's going to come back a hundred times. <laughs> um, so uh, you might as well take every opportunity you can. I thought that was a wonderful speech. Um, it made me like him even more. He's already my favorite. Yeah. Uh, and it, it pushed him even further up that echelon for me. Yeah, I think if you think about that, like, we know Michael's a big character from watching the episodes, but him personally, he probably doesn't, like, realize that he is a big character so him saying oh i'll only get one shot it's really kind of humble on his part and like michael you're in the moment i believe he thinks that yeah he (laughs) continues to be an amazingly mature 18 year old so yeah because he's like statistically speaking most people only play once uh (laughs) it's true and he's such captivating television that he's totally getting invited back probably partly because of this action here oh um, yeah i thought it was a good little speech uh overall this episode was pretty good uh it was obviously less dramatic than last week but i don't think that's always a bad thing uh i i feel like i want survivor to surprise me and this episode it i definitely was into the wendell alternate boot simply because we just want it to happen so bad but with it not happening it feels like it's headed down a very predictable path with not many alternatives provided and so i would definitely agree with that i guess my hope is uh i guess my boy michael uh he see the thing is despite part of me knowing the way the season's going and can kind of piece it together in the moment they're doing a good enough job of me being like, oh, could this happen? Yeah. And, oh my god, Michael's gonna do it! He's gonna get it, Wendell! Like, it has, a, it puts me at the edge of my seat enough in the actual moments that even though afterwards I can pause and reflect and think about why I'm thinking that way, the actual episodes are doing a good enough job at making me suspend my disbelief, uh, think about things in a different way that really it doesn't affect my enjoyment too much that I can kind of see how things are going. Um, And 
as long for me as long as that is true it's fine like for me the trouble sits in when i'm sitting there during the episode like oh i wonder what's gonna happen next (laughs) yeah that's very true it it is very lively where even though i know wendell shouldn't be going out anywhere near this time the episode did a great job of really pushing that as something that could happen and i guess speaking of wendell uh just for general thoughts um this was probably not the best look for him Except for in that reward challenge where apparently he is just like the master of slingshots. <laughs> yeah, I think the reward looked really good, but I also think a lot of the problems are like whatever flaws we saw in this episode kind of continue along the same sort of flaws we've been seeing. I mean, we'll discuss that more when we get to him, but mm-hmm. like saying Laurel's with him 1000%, which she clearly isn't, or at least the edit is very much portraying it very obviously as that. Yeah, that she has doubts, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that was probably the major story of this episode was will Laurel, will Wendell trusting Laurel backfire? Yeah. And the answer was no, but the that was still ultimately the question of this episode was will Wendell get his comeuppance kind of for not trust, for mistaking, for his mistakes? Um, yeah. And I think there's a lot of things playing in this episode that weren't good for him. And I think it, he was kind of a, a main part of it and like in the reward challenge it's all about how great he is in the immunity challenge it's all about how he doesn't eat the thing uh and i feel like that's never a good luck like contrast to michael where it's like look at this guy who loves it so much and mm-hmm. he's um not eating it at all uh so it was like i don't know this episode was interesting and just like the portrayal of everything overall, I think. Yeah, I think as I get more used to winners like Mike or Adam or Ben who have flaws, I think it sort of becomes a case where I can realize, oh, Wendell can still win with all of this. And I, I brought someone back as a winner contender this week because the flaws are really stacking up for Wendell, so I shouldn't not consider people who just have like content flaws, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess some other things just before we get into the stories. Uh, what did you think about the implementation? of Ghost Island in like what seemingly maybe might be the way moving forward is reward challenge the winner of the winning group picks somebody from the other group if not rocks uh do you have any thoughts on that um I haven't put too much thought into it but I guess it is really interesting given that Ghost Island is obviously um like an advantage island i guess it's weird to want to send people who aren't yourself to that i guess you're winning a reward but there's yeah no honestly if i was one of the people who won this reward i would be like yeah i will go to ghost island overnight for a chance at an idol or whatever like but i guess you can't openly say that either i don't know for me ghost island has been a tremendous flop in this season it seems completely arbitrary at all times uh and maybe that's why people don't care about going and it is kind of a con because it's like you're gonna get a boring segment on tv like (laughs) that's yeah yeah i feel like this was the least substantive ghost island so far which is unfortunate given who went Mm. um and yeah i think I haven't looked at it, but I don't know how much of an effect Ghost Island has actually had so far. Like- so, okay, so literally, people who have got games are James, or sorry, Jacob and Kellen. Yeah. And I think that's it. Kellen turned one down. Uh, the legacy of it. So, literally, all Ghost Island has produced unless you count Chris's idol, I guess, is the legacy advantage, everybody's favorite advantage, and the double vote, the most game-changing of all uh, <laughs> advantages. That's never affected anything once. Uh, I don't know. Like, to me, it's like, why are we devoted? Like, there's probably been, like, 50 minutes of Ghost Island content this season, and it's 
affected absolutely nothing. Yeah, I think that's the issue. There's like all these advantages that have done nothing for the game, which just could be the way the game plays out, unfortunately, in some seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's also just all these episodes where no game for you, sorry, comes into play. And it's like, why bother? (laughs) I do think that Ghost Island will end up on Ghost Island 2 with the Medallion of Power. (laughs) Um, So I guess other than that, do you have any sort of just like general thoughts on the actual episode? episode um i don't think so yeah for me this is one where i thought it was okay a solid episode and honestly this is one of the ones where the good challenges actually kept me engaged um honestly kind of more than the story they were telling me in the episode and usually that's not the case usually i'm very much an advocate of please don't show us a reward challenge this time it was actually whatever i liked the reward challenge yeah i liked the challenges i guess neither well the food challenge is always good but the reward challenge wasn't anything special like mechanics wise but it was very interestingly portrayed yeah the way some, it came out was good we and got like, some good lines from it like sebastian's high all the time and uh chelsea does her job of participating <laughs> that was hilarious it just shows the um, editors are willing to like wink to those who are looking and yeah like i'm very much an advocate of the editors using challenges as a way to actually build character like a good example is in episode four i think with the that uh in the water one where like it hypes laurel up as a really strong competitor like stuff like that like i I don't like when it's just vanilla challenge they're doing the challenge like I, i like when they add whatever they can and obviously they can only do that if somebody extremely excels or whatever but like i don't know yeah for sure makes me pay more attention to the challenges instead of zoning out which i often do yeah so anyways let's move on to the story segment where we go through each story that we kind of see that the season is painting like with a broad brush uh and trying to keep us engaged week to week the things that we can look forward to in the future the sort of foreshadowing every week so the first story we have on this board is quote unquote playing with your gut the combination of your heart and mind according to kellen yeah this is to that question yeah this is the definition uh this is the long kellen answer to a tribal council uh question um and has been brought up by other people chris etc um yeah it was brought up this episode in a interesting way i think donathan specifically is talking about what his gut think with regards to flipping on dominic and wendell and going after them which i think what he said was that his gut really felt like he should do that but then they ended up not doing it which i think would imply that it's going to backfire on them but i don't know yeah, I, don't I think really see that so i i, I do think that is something that is important for this episode is as we said earlier the qu- the question of this episode was should laurel turn on don Dom- dominic and wendell and donathan too like should laurel and when should laurel and donathan flip on them and i think the episode was saying that they shouldn't but they think they should if that makes sense like i think it was saying look wendell will be have your back dominic will have your back but you're clearly suspicious it was kind of throwing shade at their gut a bit hmm. it's hard to tell like um I just know, well, I thinking about it personally, aside from the episode, it is a bad mood for them because then they are still down five to six Malolos to Navidis and they've lost all trust with those two. I guess as far as what the episode is saying, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think there's I don't think there is a clear answer, but it is interesting that that verbiage is used in this thing because the episodes have told us that that's something to be paying attention to is people playing against their gut. Uh yeah. and 
the downfalls associated with it. Uh, and I think especially considering that we're still getting terms put in Malolos versus Navidis this deep, even when votes haven't really been going down, that line means something, right? Like, the episode is telling us that these lines still matter in some capacity. Yeah. Um, and when it's being portrayed as a flip when it really wasn't, like Laurel flipping on Malolo, Donathan flipping on Malolo, or flipping with Dominic or against Dominic, that implies a sort of status quo. Um, and I don't know. To me, this wasn't a huge part of the episode, but it is something to kind of look forward. If next week we get, oh my god, why didn't I go after them? you know yeah for sure um like i said it's just so hard to see after this episode especially a trajectory where donathan dominic wendell and laurel aren't making it far and thus i don't get how them not flipping like hurts them i guess it could be like dom like the way i see it is if dominic and wendell and laurel and donathan go on to control the game and leave laurel and donathan without any agency like like any agency to win any win equity, this could be that moment where it's like, they should have flipped. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I do think we see those stories a lot. Um, a good example would be last season with Desi. Desi doesn't flip, gets kind of crucified with it, and yet it just in like kind of in the background uh, and ends up voting herself out. Uh, I don't think it'll be as extreme as that, but it could just be them not doing it gave Dominic and Wendell, as Laurel says in this episode, they have too much power. Uh, not trusting Donathan's gut could lead to them, ha- them have so much power that they're impossible to topple. Yeah, that's very true. Um, anyways, do you have anything else to say with trusting your gut in this episode? Not really. I guess I thought it was, like, other than the continued Navidi versus Malolo, which we'll get to next, but, like, I thought it was the most prevalent one. There weren't too many, like, stories. It really just was building on will Laurel flip on Wendell and mm-hmm. save Malolo, but... No, I agree. Yeah. So it's still Navidi versus Malolo, and it still continues to be as strange as ever. You have this slate of Navidis that's just ignored um, versus these Malolos, which have been sympathetic at times. And I think this is really... I think what I was forecasting last week, I think, is true here, especially with Libby going. Early on, we kept talking about the Malolo 4 being brought up every time. We're now at a point, I believe, where there are four Malola left. Yeah. And I think... We will not see another Malolo leave for quite a while. That would be my gut. Um, I really think we're going to get this Kellen alliance that has been randomly built up out of nowhere is going to topple real fast. I think Kellen, Chelsea, um, who else is out there? Uh, Kellen, Chelsea, Desiree are in immediate danger. Uh, I think we're going to get some, I don't know exactly how it's going to happen, but I think they're get, like our next targets are going to be Navidi. I think I, I still think we are going to get a point where the Malolo 4 is a sizable part of the story of an episode moving mm. forward. Like whether they have 50% of the vote or something, like I, I do think we're going to get a position where the main narrative of a story moving forward will be, will Donathan and Laurel come back to Malolo and be in control there? Um, that would be my expectation of where this is going is that they are building Kellen to be the villain and it's specifically going to be the villain and the new version of Navidi versus Malolo. Huh. I, I'm not so sure. It really feels like I just can't see a way for the four Malolos to come together. Like, we saw Jenna vote Michael, which they were close. Um, I mean, Donathan and Laurel mm-hmm. are super opposed to Michael. You know, like, I think... it's. I feel like, if anything, Malolo being the best tribe of all time really builds into, like, one of them winning or just doing really well. Um, or, like, a final tribal speech at best. Otherwise, it's just sort of, like, a joke. Like, it's been 
the whole mm. time. Mike or Jacob saying it at the beginning sort of doomed them. And with their numbers quickly falling, it makes sense. So yeah, I don't know. For me, I'm a little bit different. I don't think it's going to matter a huge amount. I think a future episode will build that as an important story. I don't know if that means it will be stuck to. Like, I don't think Malolo is going to take control of the game and then we're going to get like an all Malolo Final Four or anything. I just think probably like at the final eight we're going to get that episode where it's like, will the Malolo Four come back together? No, or whatever. Mm. Um, or it matters on the jury or something like that. Like, I do, I do think that has been built up enough that it will matter later on. Yeah. But anyway, uh, speaking of, I guess, divisions in a war, uh, Christopher's Dominic was probably one of the major stories of this season. And it, it kind of paid off in this episode again. Um, Chris got mentioned a couple times. Yeah. Uh, Angela talks about how she's a free agent now that Chris is gone. From yeah barking orders at her which was like unexpected like i think if they had built up their relationship a little more in the last episode before chris left um with angela getting this really strong episode i could almost see a strange like pass the torch winner edit for her but mm-hmm. i just don't think it's there but it's interesting that angela will now develop given that chris is gone yeah it does seem like she's going to be kind of a major character moving forward yeah um that's kind of cool uh and dominic also talked about finally being able to chill out now that uh chris is gone yeah and probably talked, a good luck for him and he talked about how he respected chris which mm-hmm. i think the edit never really wanted us to respect chris but i don't think it's a bad look for dom it shows that he's like in the end he's still respectful and i think it was an incredible look for dominic he's been super overexposed especially last episode and him being able to be like now that this thing is gone i will be quiet and i will be more calm yeah. and he proceeds to be more quiet and calm is outrageously good for him i think uh yeah we've, and just we've talked about the much needed cooldown and how it's being improperly used i think in this episode dom got to say now i can just lay low and let other things happen and he got to do that and it wasn't <clears throat> completely quiet but it was yeah if he was invisible in this episode (laughs) bad not a much needed cooldown um but yeah uh that's i think maybe the end of the story maybe it comes back later on probably not i feel like at most it's tied to angela uh and dominic yeah i mean a chance to come out now i mean if dominic is at the final tribal council i'm sure chris will comment oh yeah yeah other than that i think it's done and Hopefully we move into some new divisions and set instead of just this one big alliance and people sort of revolving around that. So mm-hmm. I do find it interesting that we've essentially only got one alliance really portrayed as existing. Uh, we have the four, like the the four of uh, the two, the VD, like Donathan, Laurel, Dominic, Wendell. Yeah. And then we have like this loose idea of the Navidi girls, kind of. Yeah. And then I guess a loose idea of Malolo, but like it's really one alliance and that. And like is somewhat people working together i yeah. guess yeah and it's it's very strange yeah they, but they seem rigid too like i don't know it's very strange also the merge has just been unanimous votes essentially yeah <laughs> yep so uh the next one up is sort of this idea of a fresh new life i don't know if this one's gonna come back um, you don't think so because that one was sort of based around jeff's speech after the swap mm-hmm. and that speech seemed very intentional very intentional I just, I mean, we're not going to get really, like, another fresh... Oh, yeah. ...moment. Yeah, I don't think anything new will be starting. 
I think wh- whose ever life is fresh and new has already started and it's mm-hmm. on its way. Like, I guess you could argue Angela's life is different now. Yeah. Uh, but that's not a winner story. That's she's reinventing herself. Maybe now she doesn't feel as lonely or something. Like, maybe now people come to her instead of everyone leaving, like she mentions a couple episodes ago. I feel yeah. like she's definitely going to go from a sad story to a happy story. I do think that's Angela's story. Um, I'm trying to think who else could really be in this fold. Like, I don't know. The issue is... The issue is that we have these main characters who, like, Wendell got his fresh new life starting at Yanuya and on. Right, like, to me, this is his story. Yeah. Uh, of how he was kind of in the background, and then Yanuya, he became a front and center player, and now he's a front and center player for the rest of the season. Like, I feel like this is kind of a finished story. Yeah. Yeah, I think of it, a, the people who it could apply to, whether that's, like, Wendell or maybe Laurel... I think we know that, and I think it served its purpose. Yep, I agree. Um, And, I mean, yeah. The next story on the board is One Bad Decision. I feel like we still haven't seen the payoff to whatever this is no. going to be. Nope. I thought there was a chance it could have been the Chris thing, but they didn't hammer it in at all. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like what an idiot Chris was for not having or not playing the idol. And honestly, I feel like the fact that he didn't tell anybody that he had the idol seemingly is probably why. Uh, I feel like yeah, he probably gets crucified sure. a lot more because then they can air confessionals being like, what was he doing? Instead, we got like, Chris was a good guy. I'm but I'm happy he's gone. Yeah, I think with the preview for next episode, we might see more of that. With... Oh, shoot. I don't think I saw the preview. Oh, um, in the preview, Desiree is talking to right, right about flipping. Yeah, no, I feel like, yeah, that's probably a prime candidate next week for this to pay off. Yeah. Especially since we've been tracking it being a... Helen based story uh, and kind of Desiree being sort of so tied to this curse I think there's a huge chance that one of Kellen or Desiree just massively blow up their own game yeah for sure uh, and probably the payoff next week. So yeah, this one's not too relevant this week, uh, other than I guess the preview. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's one that finally gets its payoff. I think you is think this so. concept of the pretty people. Um, Jacob talks about it in episode one, in episode two, about how you need to get rid of the pretty people because they're more social, they're cool, and kind of pointing out the detriments to being pretty in the game of Survivor. Earlier on, we got Dominic talking about how Libby is the devil in an angel's body. How she's the pretty girl who's not willing to stab people. She's poverty 2.0. I feel like most of this was a motif to build a reason for why Libby's going to get voted out. Yeah. And I think the show really hinged on the fact that she is pretty and that's what did her in because Mm -hmm. a lot of this episode was her being like, I've gotten votes, but I don't really understand why. And then everyone else is very certain about getting Libby out, but not really giving too much reasoning for it. So Mm -hmm. like, I really do think the reason she got voted out is she was too pretty. Uh, I think that's kind of how the episode portrayed it. I think that's kind of how the season portrayed it. Uh, It's just the danger that comes with beauty, I guess. Uh, it was in the background story, and I think this is, this is the last person who's really been, like, Michael is a male model, but I don't think he was ever really connected to that. Yeah. Um, a little bit with Brendan, but not a whole lot. This was mostly, I think, Libby's story is just, and Laurel talks about flipping on the bold and the beautiful and the powerful. Yeah. Uh, in that same episode, and... Laurel flipped on Libby to get her out. So yeah, so yeah, that one might be all tied up at this yeah. point. Yeah, uh, I guess if somebody else gets a, if Michael next episode starts talking about being a model and <laughs> or whatever, like it, it'll come back on the board. But other than that, yeah, and I think the main story of this season is this different types of strength. Uh, that social strength is better than physical strength or other types of strength. Uh, and that like being small can sometimes be powerful. Um, as many 
Disney animated cartoons tell you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, f- I feel like this is probably the main story of this season. And I don't know how much it paid off in this episode. Yeah. Uh, I think it's why Michael got targeted is because he is the physical threat, but also because he was telling the wrong person of his plans too. So true, 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 true. Um, yeah, and like, yeah, I guess because last week we got Desiree talking about Michael saying that any at any point you could just point at Michael and be like, he'll and he'll get votes. So I think we should do that. Yeah. Uh, and that happened this week. So I guess that makes sense. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and his story is so tied to physical strength still that, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, and yeah, he trusts. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Other I think than it, that. It might be a stretch for this episode, but it's certainly been brought up enough times that I'm sure we'll continue to see. Yeah. I really think it is the main story of this season. It's just in this particular episode, it's kind of lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Um, Okay. I guess one thing is Jenna talks about the importance of being positive. Um, that arguably a type of social strength. I don't know. Hmm. Anyways, um, finally, we have one that did, I think, pay off a little bit in this is this little reminders that began with the shell scene between Sebastian and Michael or Sebastian and Wendell. Yeah. Uh, paying attention to small things, saying we more, kind of the importance of being, of gratitude. Uh, and Wendell pays this off again. Uh, this is clearly Wendell's story. In this episode, he talks about how he wanted to rope Laurel in because uh, sometimes little gestures, a little olive branch will make people uh, feel even more comfortable. I, I think it's an interesting one because in a way, Wendell is going against it because him telling Laurel that he has the idol really freaks freaks Laurel out and is like, mm-hmm. oh, he's not the one I can trust the most. So Yeah, this is the this is if you're tracking the arc of the story, this is for this one, the first negative part of paying attention and caring about the little things that's happened. Yeah. Uh every other time it's been outrageous positivity towards paying attention to small little details. Um and yeah, this is kind of interesting that for the first time this is sort of shown as not the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um I think you could say a bit of Angela just being able to take what Michael is saying and take it to the right people and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean it's a weird episode for because she can't be on the chopping block because she won immunity, but it was an interesting bit of gameplay on her part. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else uh, for this. I feel like there was, and I'm going to regret it. There was more with Wendell at the reward challenge of some sort of it, but uh, not the challenge, whatever. Uh, I'm sure it'll come back. Um, So let's go through uh, each person, kind of give our thoughts on how they were. so alphabetically, we'll start with Angela, who wonderful coming out party for Angela. Yep, her best epi- episode so far, for sure. Like, I obvi- thought <laughs> obviously too late, but yes. it's good to consider. And the double invisible is never a good look yeah. uh, to premiere with. Um, but again, this is the kind of character who I wish they would have given something to in the pre-merge. Uh, sorry, in the premiere because then I could honestly almost buy a conspiracy theory where she's a winner. Uh, we have all the check marks other than a good premiere for her. Like, we have personal content, strategic content. We know who she's close with, which you can't do for a lot of people. Uh, so a lot of the, like, winner check marks work for her other than she wasn't in the premiere. <laughs> yeah, I think if you just generally 
like bolster her edit across the board like like that point with Chris where she didn't get anything at the merge about it or and yeah of course a strong premiere instead of the first thing we hear her say being I can't swim yes so uh but yeah no this episode was I think really fun for her I liked yeah. the Granted, there is always something a little bit uh, uncomfortable about when the soldier character ref- talks about, like, casualties and killing people. And there, there's always a little bit of, like, for me. But uh, uh, yeah. I loved that they got, like, the army drums and they got, like, yeah. like that stuff is very fun. Uh, she's clearly going to be a big character moving forward. I don't think she'll be going anywhere anytime too soon. I don't think so. I think she clearly wants to stick with Navidi people, which mm-hmm. I think the preview is telling us that going against. Navidia is going to be very, very bad, at least at this point. So, yeah, I think she's around for a bit. Yeah, she's firmly in, like, I like that, like, for her, it's good that she, like, got kind of strategic content she was during the pot. She's shown as kind of the primary reason Michael gets votes. It's good for her, and I think, honestly, we probably should have in previous weeks been forecasting Angela breaking out more probably like thinking about it like they invisible people and spots where she would did get content at times uh to kind of set up her story i think what we ultimate what i ultimately missed anyway was in episode three or in the morgan boot she talks about how she doesn't like chris that much and i feel like we never really thought like oh she could have a wonderful thing afterwards for me i was firmly in the view that she doesn't like chris very much so she's gonna die for him by accident or something and not like it uh but apparently it's just oh chris is just making her boring and yeah unrelatable yeah i think an interesting thing is that in a lot of seasons um someone will be a good winner contender and they'll win immunity and get no content and i think that really sours people on the concept of them winning and i don't think they win often um you get like a monica in blood versus water Mm -hmm. or ken i think had this problem as well it's interesting that angela not only won immunity but she had this huge episode and Mm -hmm. it really is like very confusing i would say angela went every week pretty much i have predicted that angela is going home Mm -hmm. and this is the first time i'm not gonna do that next week yeah. And it's the first time I've really considered that she could potentially be there and there at the end. Not with a chance to win, but there at the end. No, but yeah, I think I could see the, the groundwork they can do mm-hmm. to just have her as some sort of losing finalist. But Losing finalist, fifth place, something like that. Yeah. Um, in addition to that... Uh, I, I would say, to me, her best case scenario is that she's someone like a Hannah, where we were at this point kind of seeing her path to the end, but kind of in the background. Uh, I'm trying to figure out who that would be with. Like, we saw Hannah and Ken in Millennials vs. Gen X. Hannah talks about how she likes Ken and is flirting with him and... Like, they have a good, like, unexpected showmance or whatever. So I, I'm trying to pencil it. Like, could Angela actually be that person? Will we get kind of a duo with her? It, I don't think would, we have it yet. It would be really odd. I would think it'd almost be a Desiree and Kellen, which, what a bizarre trajectory that would be to get to. But. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> For, for me, she has some longevity, whatever. Uh, her max is losing finalists, though. But I think that's yeah. on the table. She could have $100,000. If I'm Angela, that's probably what I'm playing for at this point. Well, well, like, Michael doesn't know he's a big character. I think Angela, of course, thinks she still has a shot to win. But I don't yeah. know. If I'm Angela on the beach and I'm self-aware, I think I realize I'm not winning this game. But whatever. <laughs> Uh, next up is Chelsea. Less uh, of a coming out party for Chelsea. She did her 
part of participating. She in got this a participation episode. trophy, both in the edit and in the roar challenge. I think though these past few episodes where she has been a little more visible or is just saying a few sentences, it does seem like Chelsea has sway or at least is the one who's putting the plans to like speech. Like yeah. she got to say how the votes were being split this time. She's talked about it before. And it's really strange. I feel like Chelsea has more sway than we are definitely being shown on this season. I buy this 100%. I really think that Kellen is not in control of this group at all and that she is the most captivating television and so she is speaking for this group. Uh, I think, honestly, I think Chelsea and Desiree are far and away more influential in this group than Kellen because, and it seems like they only cut to Chelsea when it's like, no one else said the plan because she made the plan. A conversation where like Chelsea is just the one that spoke up. So yeah. And like they have to show how the plan gets made and Chelsea or Desiree are the only people who've been saying it. Yeah. Like Desiree, like in the pre-merch was calling every boot and it's like, oh, because she's actually probably running things. And, like, has a lot of sway, same with Chelsea. Um, and, yeah, I, to me, that's a classic case of ed- edit manipulation, that we're being told that these are Kellen's goons, and I don't think they're Kellen's goons. Yeah, I, it reminds me of something like Samoa, where um, that episode, is, or that season is edited a very certain way due to the way it plays out, but mm-hmm. there's all these dynamics on Galoo, like, in his Reddit AMA Dave talks about how he and Brett were in control and the dynamics on Galoo are way different than what was shown. So, And that's every season, right? Like every well, season things play yeah. out differently. Uh, Mike gets to name the tribe America in season 30, even though Haley Ford named it and obviously Haley Ford named it, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are these like most of the time everything you see is completely manipulated in some degree so it's like trying to interpret what that is yeah i think you're right i think chelsea has sway she's just boring television and probably leaves she honestly probably leaves because she's a threat but will be not be shown that yeah i'm interested to see the chelsea townsend ama where she's like yeah i was in control i was taking yeah if i got to the end i would have won 10-0 yeah yeah like brandon hans like i think the most famous example is everyone talking about in south pacific if brandon hans got to the end he would have won almost unanimously everyone loved him yeah uh and obviously that's not the character we see on the tv show for sure yeah i agree that's uh, a possibility so next up is desiree uh very similar to chelsea i think yeah also a really quiet episode really quiet episode also probably has way more sway she did get recap focus which is strange Mm -hmm. it was like desiree and kellen had alternate plans or desiree and angela yeah i I think it was like desiree and the navidi girls or something like that yeah which good for desiree honestly Uh, i could just be forecasting her boot next yeah seeing that she's the one who's trying to stir things up in a bad way i guess that makes sense yeah i mean yeah i don't I don't have much to say about desiree in this episode um i'm shocked that angela emerges as the bigger character than desiree to be honest yeah i guess when angela has this really like not only great but memorable immunity challenge performance it makes more sense to sort of hype her mm-hmm. up so and that's the thing with these kind of episodes where the boot is just unanimous and then uh an idol gets played so somebody else leaves it's probably such a hassle to try and figure out how to tell that story without it being super awesome obvious yeah uh so they probably just didn't know where to put desiree in like i don't know do you have anything else to add about desiree nope yeah (laughs) um okay so next up is dominic i think this for me is the best episode for his winter chances we've ever had yeah I mean, it's just, like, so middle of the road, so boring, like, so there. But it makes sense with the rest of his winter edit, I think. Mm -hmm. He gets the reverse 
torch handed to him he gets like it's like he had a he had fire underneath him all season and then he's like don't worry guys all all season he's been like as soon as i get chris out i'm gonna be a good player is basically his his story and to see actually turn out that way is really good for him like to me it forgives a lot of the like fake idol real idol fake idol uh (laughs) lying to people blindsided by morgan like I feel like him correctly calling his shot that he'll calm down when Chris leaves, to me is... Like, I put him on my winner contender list for the first time, I think, and that shocks me. Uh, I think it's a real possibility at this point. Yeah, I did the same. I think as it's at a point where he and my other two winner contenders have good points, but they have so many bad points that I don't think Dominic's are that bad in comparison. Mm -hmm. And like we've been saying, there's always a universe where Dominic wins with this. I just, I wasn't willing to consider it until now, I guess, officially. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same, in the same boat. Um... I guess there's something to say that we're shown him, we're shown that he is the one telling Libby, oh, vote uh, Michael, it'll all be okay. And then Jonathan tells Libby, oh, they're splitting the votes on you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I don't think it's that bad because it seems like it's more Libby messing up her own game by voting Michael. Also, I think something crucial for him in this episode, I don't think there's a world where three weeks ago after the shell scene, I could have called that Dominic and Wendell were going to get in trouble because of something Wendell did. Yeah. This episode portrayed Dominic and Wendell as a pair are in under threat because Wendell leaked information to Laurel. I all season have been like, Dominic's going to fuck up and ruin him and Wendell's partnership somehow. And this episode was like, Dominic's chill. Look at how erratic Wendell is. Yeah. And not only that, it's like everyone is now thinking, oh, Dominic and Wendell are a threat, but we need to go for Wendell first. Yep. All that stuff is really good for Dominic, especially because I still don't think Wendell is going anywhere anytime soon. So the more they build Wendell as more reckless or like in danger or whatever over Dominic, the the higher Dominic is rising in my win equity percentage, you know, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, uh, other than that, like it was a quiet episode. I liked that moment with him and Wendell at the slingshot where they like wink at each other. Yep. A little bit arrogant, probably actually on the beach, but the way it was actually edited and everything, I was like, oh, that's charming. Good good, good on you, buddies. Yeah. <laughs> you pick out each other's gummy worm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, other than that, that's all I have to add about Dominic. Yep. On so, to Donathan. <laughs> well, you see, Donathan, I, I don't know, like... To me, this feels like I can't. How do I put this? So it I'm feels like I should be. Con- it should feels like I should be considering him, but I'm not anymore. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. Like ah, can give your thoughts on Donathan. I. <laughs> it's just oh boy. looking at an episode by episode basis, like we do. We see these like weak points in Donathan's thing, but overall, like. The casual viewer still obviously knows who Donathan is. They probably really like Donathan. It's just, is, are the editors sort of just moving all that out and just letting him be there until he's really, really important? Or it just doesn't add up to me. Yeah, that's the thing is it's like every week I'm like, maybe next week no okay all right i guess the one thing where he could win maybe he just doesn't actually do anything the entire season (laughs) like maybe this is really one of those everyone thought he was a goat and then the jury loves him and i think when you go to that though you're then like okay so why do we not get a confessional from him even remotely concerning the morgan vote um like these people are getting confessionals we should be getting 
some sort of content mm-hmm. that could be used somehow, but he doesn't get any content in any of the important game change-ups, and that really... And that's really a major story out. of the season, is the big players rise <laughs> at, at crucial moments. Yeah. And bad players don't. I don't know. Honestly, I really do think Donathan is a losing vote finalist contender at this point that's my personal view uh i can't believe i i I would not have predicted this a month ago uh it just doesn't make sense the way his story's kind of going to be a winner honestly like he goes away at the wrong times i think he still makes sense as the fire yeah loser. like he does kind of feel devon ish Mm -hmm. like getting content but there's like holes and it's hard to explain them away and he's still kind of our like audience surrogate like he's kind of our like i don't know like we are supposed to sympathize and respect him yeah and notice that other people aren't they've drawn a lot of attention to that his like the different types of strength thing is primarily his narrative he's somebody that i don't want to eliminate because i still think he could just come out of nowhere and really just be front and center for the rest of the season and he could win um um, but like him being ignored again, kind of in this episode, I just, I don't get it. Like, I don't know. It, I, it, I almost don't see a situation where I would put him back as a winner contender. Cause yeah, to me, it's like, it would have to be really crazy. And even if he yeah. starts getting really good content, I'm going to be like, look at all these past mistakes. Plus mm-hmm. we're just narrowing down in people. So everyone's going to get a little more, a little bigger share of the editing pie. So, so, okay. So all season we've been talking about how Kellen has like the winner's edgic board and Donathan, I think at this point, I'm willing to say, has the loser's edgic board, but like the winner's story. Hmm. His Looking at it now, his like edgic bar kind of just looks like a fan favorite. Like, yeah. Lots yeah, of positivity, yeah. Yeah. but not consistent. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, honestly, I think he at most is like a Kelly Wentworth that we're going to be crying when he leaves, but respect whoever beats him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This this to me was a bad episode. Yeah, in an era of Survivor where it's all about gameplay, it's like, oh, Donathan, he was a nice guy, but yeah, I get why he doesn't win. Mm-hmm. I think he could, to me, I feel like he's in finale probably, like yeah, final six. for sure. Uh, I don't know if he's necessarily in the final four. I could see him in any spot in the final six other than winner. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> I think he could get like a good job second place very easily. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, speaking of people who yeah, got bad at it in this episode. Of the person who <sighs> you're like, maybe next week. And then it's just this disappointment. Broke my heart. Yeah. I think this is truly, truly, I promise, the end of the Jenna, yeah. Jenna Long End of an era. Train. It's just, ah. <sighs> uh, like, we've been talking about, oh, Ghost Island. And that's like necessary absolutely going to be good content for anyone who goes there and then jenna goes there and she gets i have a bad nothing. attitude is <laughs> like, uh, if it's any consolation it's made me really think that she is a top candidate for a losing finalist you think so i i feel like jenna could just go next because if, yeah. if you're going with the idea that the preview wants to confuse and try to trick you it's gonna show this navidi blow up and then be like oh jenna's just going so see i still think she has more longevity than that to me she reads so much just like a character who makes it far and they don't know what to do with her and she still has all this content about when you're on like sometimes you'll find yourself on the bottom and then all of a sudden you're on the top and that still hasn't happened yet 
So I'm still thinking that's going to happen at some point. That but she's like, gonna she's gonna make a good move at some point in this game. Happen? I have how, no idea. Like that's why I'm forecasting this Malolo four coming back. That somehow Jenna gain, gets some sort of power and then maybe gets booted into the next episode. But like, there's gonna be one really good episode because otherwise, why would you give her the season long narrative of like there? Like just think back to the Michael finds his first idol. Stephanie narrates it. But so does Jenna. Yeah. I don't see why you do that unless you have to sell Jenna as a capable player. It wasn't necessary for Stephanie. It discredited Michael so much. All it does is make Jenna look good. And we still don't have a reason for that yet. And I feel like that is a lock for me still that before Jenna goes, she's going to do something really, really cool. Probably really, really good. Maybe she is the benefit, uh, the beneficiary, beneficiary, whatever, whatever the Chris ruined it forever for me. Uh, of Kellen messing, whatever the one bad decision mm. is. I think Jenna will thrive due to somebody else's fuck up. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe Desiree's. How do you compare to, like, if we're continuing Samoa um, comparisons, like Monica Padilla, who had consistent content. She got a confessional every episode until she was eliminated. And Jenna hasn't even done that. But, like, the same sort of consistent... I think the difference is that Jenna has a consistent story, whereas Monica got consistent confessionals. Like, production clearly, clearly liked Monica Padilla. I don't think they like Jenna. I don't know. Like, why give Jenna the confessional after the challenge, the first immunity challenge? That's what <sighs> I mean. She's like, so weird. I don't that's know. The, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> she is somebody they invisible if they don't have to. So she is going to be a major player at some point, And she still isn't. We still haven't got at all the payoff to Sebastian Jenna being portrayed as Jenna playing Sebastian, right? Like that still has to pay off. That still is a loaded shotgun that hasn't fired. There's a couple things in Jenna's edit that haven't fired yet. And I think that I'm still penciling her in for finale night. I don't know. Until those things blow up, she's safe. She's got plot armor. I don't think so. I just, I just think, <laughs> I just don't think casuals care about Jenna. Like, but that's she the thing. Go. She's so weird. When I'm doing the confessional transcripts, she talks at like 500 words a second. She's not charismatic. <laughs> like, in every moment, why not give the confessional to somebody else? Like, she really, honestly, is pretty close to a casting dud, despite my love for her. She probably doesn't read it all well to casual audiences. Why is she getting content? It's because she's gonna matter. She's not the winner, but she matters in some way. So you think, like, what is your guess for her? Okay, so I'm gonna go with, so, Kellen somehow messes up. She Stephen Fishbacks, get her, gets herself voted out. Maybe next week, uh, with her voting advantage. Somehow that lets Jenna, maybe it's because Kellen goes to Sebastian, uh, tells him the plan to vote out Jenna. Sebastian's like, no, uh, I like Jenna. She flirts with me. Then Jenna's like, yeah, he flirt. I can get him to give me the information. Get Sebastian to flip. Kellen goes home. Like, unless we get something like that, that's what I'm forecasting. Then Jenna can go home. But Hmm. I do think we're going to get a cool thing for Jenna, probably involving Sebastian leaking information to her. I don't know. That she capitalizes on. I feel like Jenna and Sebastian was much more one note than we were anticipating. I think because... In that episode, it's Jenna, Michael, or Stephanie going. And I think we're supposed to be like, oh, Jenna's safe because she can do this with Sebastian. And I think that's... But why not, like, I don't know. I feel like if Jenna doesn't matter, they edit that as, we could go after Jenna, who sucks, or we could go after Stephanie, who actually has potential. Hmm. And it wasn't. It was portrayed as Jenna saving herself with her own social game. Not even, like... Sebastian likes her it's like she specifically targeted Sebastian like that is not something they show and probably isn't true if it doesn't matter uh I don't 
I don't know. I'm going to keep the Jenna conspiracy theory alive. Well, I mean, uh, we're both pretty sold that she's not winning at this point. Like, no, she is not winning. She voted, I think she might be our captivating losing finalist. <laughs> she voted against Michael and then didn't get any talk about that, even though it was supposed to be like, Malolos are going to vote Wendell. So I think that's a good thing for her personally. Casual audience won't notice that she uh, did that. Hmm. Next week, they'll just be like, Jenna's a Malolo, and then Kellen's going to be like, here's my master plan. The four Malolo <laughs> girls vote here, and then I vote here, and then and then Desiree gets voted out, and then Jenna does something cool. That's my that's my call. Okay. Speaking of Kellen, I feel like she was like not really present in this episode. Yeah, this is like not, not even good edically, really, for Kellen. No. Which is weird for her, but yeah. Very forgettable content in this episode for Kellen. Uh, it's maybe a good thing. It's hard to tell. Um, I do think the blow-up for the one bad decision is going to happen next week. For me, it's just, will it kill Desiree or will it kill Kellen? I don't know. Uh, I think it's probably more likely Desiree, because I do think Kellen has a little bit longevity on her. Yeah. Uh, yeah I literally remember nothing about her... I mean, she definitely said something about Navidi Strong. Yeah, she was talking about Navidi. But I just remember her being like, fun while it lasted at the (laughs) immunity challenge after she had to give up immunity. (laughs) The one thing that she did say in this episode, Laurel was like, hey, I don't have any uh, agency, so, like, who should we vote? And then Kellen's like, no, Laurel, we have, you have even more power than me. We need you to get rid of the dirty blows. (laughs) Like... (laughs) She definitely still had some Pogangi content. Um, I think that's just Kellen being a good player, though. Like, yeah, no, that, that's Kellen being a good player. And honestly, her story is so tied to not being able to see through Malolo versus Navidi yeah. as it happens behind her. Like, I think that is her story, is we're seeing Navidi Malolo actually not matter, but she thinks it does. Yeah. And that's going to be her undoing. Yeah, like, another part of the preview was after we see Desiree say all this, Kellen's just like, I'm so confused, and maybe it's just her, like, her, like blue screen of deathing and like I don't compute <laughs> situations that are not Pagongs. I think that is so possible. <laughs> like, I think, because it's ca- almost cartoonish how much it's come up. Uh, like, they don't like portraying things as straight Pagongings. They never have. Yeah. And the fact that they have a character who is just like, anytime they talk, basically <laughs> saying the word Pagonging and that that's their goal. To me, it reads like it's gonna, it's gonna blow up funny. You know what I mean? It's yeah. The payoff is going to be Kellen getting just, like, she's going to get a total roast of a boot, I think. Like, it's going to be, everyone's like, like, she's making this huge plan, and she doesn't, that's why I think it is going to be tied to Jenna and Sebastian, is like, she's going to be like, okay, Sebastian's in Navidi, I trust him completely, there's no way he would ever turn on me, because we're Navidi strong, Navidi strong, Navidi strong. And then Sebastian's going to be like, Jenna's cute, I do whatever I want, I ride my waves. And then Kellen's going to die from it. I just think it's still interesting that Kellen didn't comment on Bradley going. I think that's, I honestly, that to, that to me doesn't hurt her. I think she, honestly, unfortunately, I still have to put her back kind of on my list uh, as a winner. <laughs> um, How? Like, I don't... <laughs> There's no one else. Well, you just don't need to have, like, True, five. okay. <laughs> True, if I don't have to have five, she's not there. If I okay. do, I'm like, oh, I guess. Like, Wait, let me see. Maybe I... I mean, she's number four for me, so... Yeah, see, exactly. <laughs> but, like, it's just so unrealistic. Like, what a weird story. It would be Kellen, hilarious. Kellen, like, Navidi Strong, Bechtel. Like, what would through. her speech be? It'd just be like, I got all rid of all the Malolos. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. Mm. All right, uh, Laurel. Great episode for Laurel, I, like, I think. 
when I first watched the episode, I missed, like, a chunk. It was, like, Jenna going to Ghost Island to, like, right before Angela betrays Michael. Missed and, a lot of good content there. Yeah, so I kind of felt like it could have been a bad, bad episode for Laurel. But, like, rewatching it, like, yeah, this is the store, the stuff Laurel's going to need going forward, especially post-Chris versus Dom, where she has space to work with, edit-wise. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, a pretty good episode for Laurel. She was kind of a main character. Yeah. Well, was the main character of this episode. She was kind of important last week. She's in this super crucial alliance. To me, I wouldn't be surprised if she wins. She's still checking all those boxes of kind of a Natalie White, but now more visible. Uh, It's interesting. Like, she's actually being shown playing. Yeah. If Wendell and Dominic are continue to turn negative she could still win um and i do think the fact that she's being shown as a very socially capable player is really good for her in this season yeah i agree like Um, the season's going out of its way to tell you that social strength is super important and it's going out of its way to tell you that even when she's not around it's front and center that laurel is really good at this game and is very social yep so i know it's very stock standard episode for her Mm -hmm. like i'm trying to think of things that matter i guess it showed that she has some ties to malolo still uh which hasn't really been shown like i feel like yeah probably new information to the casual audience that she was on malolo (laughs) Uh, (laughs) she oh this is one good thing for her is she gets to speak as the new leader of donathan and laurel yes it's very much Laurel and Donathan. Yes, and the pre-merge, it wasn't that. Yeah. So, like, I, I know there's a lot of people who really believe Laurel is this is the winner of this season. To me, I don't quite buy it because of the other people. But she is one of those people who they've built a story for her that's crafted. There's a lot of editing manipulation behind it, so I get it. And she's not good TV. Like, I really don't think she's... Wait. She, <laughs> I... I don't know. There's something so fascinating about how Laurel speaks. I guess. Like, to me, she is... Even if she goes out there and she plays, like, super, like, flashy, I feel like they're always going to undercut her quite a bit because, like, she's not super charismatic. Yeah. Like, she looks kind of bored when she talks. (laughs) Like, oh, do I have to give a confessional? Whereas Kellen is like, give me a confessional, please. I I love the Survivor Gods. Yeah. Survivor Gods are my favorite. Survivor Gods. Paganging, the VD, buzzwords. Survivor gods, do you want to vote a Malolo out tonight? <laughs> but yeah, I yeah, Laurel Laurel is weird compared to Kellen. Just very like calm and yeah, almost sleepy. Very sleepy. Uh, and honestly, I think, unfortunately, she's just a prime candidate to be, like, a understandable losing finalist. I feel like I've said that for a couple people, but I think she's <laughs> on that table. Uh, I also think there's a chance that she just makes a big move and then goes. She's clearly going to make a big flip at some point. Still not happening. Every single time they tease it, I'm going to be salivating. Well, do, um, do you think there's a possibility where she just never does that and then that's what kills her at the end? Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Like, she's either going to flip and it's going to be awesome and put her in a winning position. That's option one. She's going to flip, get Cochran, voted out very promptly. Three, she is going to not flip, get Troy Zand. Which is unfortunate, because, like, I think she's doing the right thing so far. Yeah, no, like, right now she's playing a very good game. Yeah. Like, if you're just looking, if you're not watching the TV show and you don't realize that she's with Wendell and Dominic, that's, like, if you're Kellen, you probably don't realize that Laurel is slowly taking away power from you in this game. Yeah. Kellen probably thinks she is top dog, and Laurel is realistically in the best position in this entire game, on a strategic aspect, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. The issue is, I do think, the edit is telling us that she's doing something kind of wrong, and that she needs to flip, but won't, or will, 
and it might be at the wrong time or something. Like I do think, but I do think it's told us that she's a careful player who will do it at the right time if she does. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard to say exactly where it's going. Uh, she's one that we're absolutely going to be checking the pulse on every week, though. Like yep, this episode, sure. I feel like it told us more that she needs to flip on Wendell and Dominic, but at least we know that she thinks she does. But it's hard to tell if it's saying that she should. And I don't think there is a clear answer. I think it's leaving it murky water. I don't know. Which it's isn't interesting good for her. because. I think a typical season would sort of put other people with a Dominic and Wanda, like Navidis, in their like core alliance. But this one is really just pushing Laurel and Donathan, who aren't mm-hmm. Navidis. And so I think it's a good idea. Because Laurel's considering it because it makes some sort of tribe sense. But from what we're seeing, it's the only alliance out there that has any strength. So Yeah, that's actually a fantastic point. Is Normally in a season like this, we're going to be shown Malolo versus um, Navidi. Will Laurel and Donathan flip on Malolo to Navidi? Specifically with Dom- Don- Dominic and Wendell. And this season is shown, will Laurel and Donathan, who are members of Navidi, flip to Navidi, back to their original lines, to Blindside, Wendell, and Dominic. Yeah. And I can't figure out what that means exactly. I think it means, like, it's never good if you're the person who's like, should they flip on this person? Because the casual audience, like, if you're watching Big Brother, you know, whoever's in the, whoever's HOH, the next week, everyone wants to go after. If you're being portrayed as the one in power, the the top dog, and that it's like, will she flip? People want you to flip, almost always. <laughs> like, call it big moves itis or whatever. Like, if you establish someone as on top of a mountain, people like seeing people push them off. It's yeah. kind of a nature of the game. So I think it's not good that it's being portrayed as, will she flip on these two? But I don't know, like, it's so hard to say if that's bad for Dominic or if it's bad for Laurel. I think it's bad for Laurel. Because realistically, she already made her flip to Dom- Dominic yeah. and Wendell. Like, it just wasn't shown. It was just... But yeah, whatever. It's, yeah, it's so bizarre. Because, like, if you think at sort of a similar point in Healers versus Heroes versus Hustlers last year, it was like, okay, so we're getting rid of all the healers, but, like, Ben is a huge threat, and there's so many idle things going on with, like, Ryan and stuff. Whereas this one, it's like, there's this core four that isn't all Navidi, and then there's and no all one these, knows like, about. Navidis floating around, but there's no, like, dynamics between them, really. Yeah, like, have Dominic and Kellen talked in this season? They were shown on the beach together talking about how they're just gonna vote Michael, but, like... True, true, true. Yeah, it's in not any like, meaningful capacity. It's not like, oh, we're gonna go deep together, or... I mean, that's just the problem with Kellen we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like, Kellen doesn't have, like, a final three. Like, I don't and know, it's so <laughs> I don't know. I think that's enough on Laurel, unless you have anything else to add. It's just, like, I really think, unless she flips and it works and they really portray it as a really successful flip, I can't see her winning. Like, I don't think she's the person to beat Wendell and Dominic. I guess there's a point to be said that maybe her flip was all the way back after the Morgan boot, where she attaches herself to Dominic and they move forward. I guess, but even that's portrayed as Donathan thinking, should he, right? Like, I don't know, like... I don't know. It's so hard to say. It's weird that she's just been lumped in with them. Uh, yeah. And I, I can't pick... I can't figure out where her story go, is going exactly, whereas I do think I have a good pulse on everybody else. Yeah. More and more, this season just feels like a weird anomaly where, like, you're not getting, like, near as many interpersonal relationships as you mm-hmm. would be in any other season. Like, I know Laurel's really close to Donathan. I know she's close with Wendell, but considering it, she's close to Dominic, but, like, where else Why? from there? Like, she kind of talked to Kellen about how they would work together, but it wasn't close. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't no, know. No, I agree. It's all, but, like, all like, you can 
do that with almost anyone on this season. There's no one who... Yeah, people have at most one person. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, anyways, on to Michael. Um... (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Cool. I, I can't say anymore. I've been off the Michael train for so long. I guess it was a good episode. Okay, but... so I don't think either of us are really seriously considering him as a winner. Yeah. Where do you think Michael ends up in this season? Uh, I don't know. I think he I think he wins immunity in the plotline that Jenna goes next episode in a really boring continuation of the paganging. And then he might get spared like Mike does last episode. Mm-hmm coincidentally the the same name but yeah i i don't know <laughs> yeah on the scale of mike holloway to mike uh zahalski where where does uh michael fall well it's only one to five um he could be the other mike that placed 11th or 6th i don't know if there's one but um <laughs> i think he could be like a j star at sixth place yeah sixth place sounds really right to me last week i thought he could be a losing finalist i still think that's possible and that's probably the best a he can losing get. finalist like i think if you're at like if you're getting targeted at final 12 and oh yeah no he is not getting there like to be clear i'm saying no i'm saying if you're a losing you i don't think you can be a losing finalist if you're an underdog from final 12 no like i don't think so like i think like to me his story is this physical is worse than social and I think it's totally on the table that he, story-wise, that he keeps winning challenges, gets to the end, brags about challenges, and then whoever he's against is like, yeah, but challenges aren't as important as social game. And then he loses. Hmm. Somehow that's going to be his story. Is I don't know how that happens, but somehow he's going to continue. Because there's all these little clues of like... He cares way too much about the physical game. Um, I guess you could even say, like, him just eating the Mother of Pearl is just like, gotta stick to the challenge. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, it's it's hard for me to place where he's gonna go, but I still feel like he's gonna be here for a while. I don't know. It's hard <laughs> it's to just, say. It's just a weird season. Ugh. It is a very weird season. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I would pencil him in for, like, sixth to second. I think, I think sixth is maybe the best. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, maybe seventh. I don't know. It's so hard to say. But this was, I guess, a good episode for him. Uh, yeah. I would well, love if he wins. I just want a p- possibility for him to be there at the end. Yeah. Uh, get the I guy $100,000. Pay off his college loans or whatever. I think it's be- bad to be outplayed by Angela. Yes. Who's been shown <laughs> as incapable. Yes. But... Yeah, like, I really don't think he has any chance of winning. Like, yeah. I would put a sizable amount of people over him, and that makes me sad. Yeah. Like, where do I have him now? I guess I have him at sixth. But that's behind Desiree, so who knows? <laughs> Yeah, there's not too many people left, so. Uh, yeah, other than that, I don't have much to add on Michael. Nope. Um, good on him for playing the idol. I was very happy he did that. Yeah, but he was, like, weirdly, like, sleepy doing it. Like, not animated at all, really. Yeah, I think he was tired. Like, it really did seem like he was tired. Or maybe sick. I mean, he had just consumed a... True, true. Uh, also, this is for you, Ozzy. What did that mean? Uh, he was playing the idol for Ozzy. All those <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, he never said he was playing it on himself in the episode. <laughs> Uh, on to Sebastian. Anyway, yeah, on to Sebastian. Who? <laughs> Keeps shooting high. Yeah, high all the time. I'm shocked he's not a bigger character. Yeah. he He's just gone UTR1 on my edge chart for three straight episodes, and I'm like, mm-hmm. really? Like, how did that happen? And he still gets, like, funny lines, too, and it's so weird. But, yeah, not a big character. Not at all. And to me, he reads, like, somebody who probably is leaving soon, but... But why? Like, you want to talk about someone who I have no... Like, who is Sebastian linked to at this Jen- point? And that's not it. really like yeah they talked in episode four or five jenna or sorry sebastian said as long as she keeps flirting with me and braiding my hair i'm gonna make sure she's still 
here. I think that's his story at this point. Mm. Is he guess, lost Chris and now he's tied to Jenna? I guess Wendell, but like mm -hmm. he just feels so expendable. To me, I'm saying like a hundred percent, without a doubt, Jenna is outliving him. So I can't imagine he's here long. You think so? I don't yeah. know. Cause like, wouldn't he have broken out by now? Like. <laughs> I just don't get why you keep him secret if he's not gonna. Yeah. Like, he could be your comedic relief. He could be the new Chris. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that was his best case scenario. Chris leaves and now he's the comedic relief every week. But he's not. Yeah. I think even more than Michael, I have a bigger question mark on where Sebastian is. Because mm -hmm. I don't even necessarily... Like, he's not a losing finalist. No Like, way. he's not a winner. Uh, He's not in the finale. But, like... Who's targeting him before then and why? And See, like, that's what I mean. Like, that's why Jenna has to take power at some point. That's why Malolo <laughs> has to take power at some point. Because we are not getting a final six of Desiree, Angela, Chelsea, Sebastian. You know what I mean? Like, these people have to leave for some way, which means that Michael, Laurel, Kellen have to be kind of immune. You know what I mean? Like, these people do have, somehow, have to be safe because we aren't getting the mm. end game with Sebastian in it, because it wouldn't think, make any sense. Do you think there's a weird world where Dominic and Wendell flip to the Malolos? Yes. Okay. That's... I think that's extremely likely because Kellen builds this female army. <laughs> and Sebastian. And Sebastian. And Sebastian maybe flips too because of Jenna. Like, yeah. I really do think that is the story we're being told because Kellen's side isn't winning. We know, like, people who are aligned with Kellen are not making the final six, for in my opinion, other than maybe Kellen herself, which means there has to be a flip. I don't know what it's going to be, but I think Desiree seemingly blowing up her game next week will be the catalyst for that. Yeah, I think the last scene of that is Desiree saying... Don't worry, it'll still be a Malolo, like, right in front of Laurel. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's just like, hey, flip with us to Malolos, and then we'll flip back at four, which is, yep. or six, which is totally possible. So And that's the thing. Like, that's why I do think there's going to be a major flip in this season, major flip in power dynamics. Uh, and that's why I think that, like, Helen's side being established in the weirdly in the background is just, to me, like, plot dressing for why they're going to get picked off one by one. Hmm. I don't know. That makes me more excited. For the yeah, season. no, I think, I think the coming weeks could be very fun yeah uh so i feel like that's all we have to add about sebastian yeah. <laughs> hopefully he gets a really fun boot episode yeah i could definitely see him just going in the double boot or something though which would be sad that is definitely possible uh either way he's gonna leave before jenna is my call anyways up to that. somebody who will probably not leave before jenna is <laughs> wendell uh he's still number one on my board uh yeah that's just the flaws are stacking up, but not at a rate to outpace anyone else, I guess. It's more yeah. of the same. It's more of that, like, Laurel's with me 1,000%. Flash to Laurel not being with Wendell 1,000%. He's clearly not got a good read on people. And which is, which the is strange because we saw him, like, scold Chris for not being the best social player. Yes. And maybe so. that's what it's telling us is that it's okay if you read people wrong. It's okay. Because, like, ultimately where he's failing is the strategic game, right? Like, and I feel like often those things get conflated, but I think the show tries to separate them. Like, there's the outwit, the outplay at last thing in the Final Trump Council. I think what it's telling us is we've been tracking the different types of strength as physical versus social. Mm -hmm. This is my, my theory, is Wendell will be crucified for his poor strategic game. And then be like, yeah, but my social game was really good. And that's how he wins. And mm. that's the doubt is we're going to continue to get strategic doubt on Wendell uh, because that's all we've got. He misreads Angela. He tries to go after Angela, fails to do so. He talks about how um, like he needs to establish a strategic relationship with Laurel because they're good buddies, but... 
they don't have a good enough strategic relationship and he wants to make sure they're good. And Laurel's like, what? Like, I really do think we're going to get that is Wendell isn't good at the strategic game, but he's good at the social game. And that is relating with people. That is noticing small things. And that's going to get in jury votes. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. You can sort of see it play out hypothetically with the new final tribal council format, which mm-hmm. was strangely like referenced this episode. Like Jeff asked Dominic, like, how do you think the new uh, tribal council format affects people? I think that was meaning the fire making. You think so? I could not tell though. Was, like, Dominic sort of... clearly took it as the final tribal council. Like that's that's the answer he gave. Yeah. But I think that Jeff meant the fire making. I think so. And you could see him being like, okay, we need to tell people that they know about this already. So yeah, because <laughs> Jeff like looked like okay. It feels like to me that that was a miscommunication. And I guess one thing I forgot to add to the stories now that we're like an hour and a half in is that question brought up this idea of like big, big movers versus coattail riders, Mm -hmm. which might be something we can see as time goes on. Because it seems like there's a lot of coattail riders. So many coattail riders. But yeah, maybe we'll just, we'll come back to that if it seems apparent next episode. I don't want to, yeah. because we're already going to talk so long about Wendell as oh, we yeah. normally do. <laughs> like this was, I think, supposed to be a bad episode for Wendell. And I left being like more confident in Wendell. I mean, it's part of that like thing we keep going back to where the pre-merge shows you who's going to win and the post-merge makes you think twice. Mm-hmm. And this makes me think twice and I'm just hesitant to be like, is it just doubt or... See, to me, this read, like, almost like a meta understanding of that. Like, oh, yeah, right, we're supposed to put doubt in here. Um, uh, uh, okay, we'll add that he misreads Laurel, but then we'll make sure that, uh, he, like, Laurel ends up voting with him. And not only that, we're gonna make him look like an absolute all-star with, like, superstar music and stuff in the reward challenge. Like, to me, it felt like doubling down there so that he really doesn't look bad when he is doing bad yeah what what's your like final take on the the immunity challenge where i just... don't think it mattered i i really do think that they had to show it it's a oh, wide yeah. shot uh they and really they didn't lay into him like no you i could have so got either. like a denise style in china just tear down of her for not eating the blue or whatever um and really jeff just said wendell not even trying continue the challenge like which, this could have yeah. been, like, the opposite of the Sari moment. You know what I mean? Like, Wendell yeah. doesn't even care. And, like, I guess it's kind of bad in contrast to Michael. Like, in that Michael talks about how you should take every little opportunity you can because you're only going to play once. And Wendell, directly before, being like, no, no, no way, doesn't even care. I guess that's that's probably the closest to me stopping believing him in this episode. Yeah, I, I don't know if I think it was there. Like you said, you have to show it, even just to show like where he is on the challenge. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just start showing other people eating and then... Wendell yeah, like if he's not win. in it, people are going to be like, why? Where <laughs> Did he not do well? Yeah, that all raises like, more like, questions. And, like, yeah, the yeah. way they shot it, you can't not show oh, him. Yeah, for sure. Uh I think the the worst part of it for him is that they showed the Michael speech, which they could cut. Yeah, uh, that's true. But I don't think it's really that bad. And they made him look like an all-star in the reward challenge and 
brought lots of focus on it over and over again. Um, and showed him trying things. And I think that's something that they're telling us. He is a mover. Yeah. Try, I don't know. Uh, I think there. This is the first episode that it put him as maybe he could come fourth or second or third. Whereas before, I was thinking he either leaves like now or is the winner. Uh, this is the first episode where I'm like, uh, maybe he just gets completely nailed for misreading people all the time. But I don't not know. really. <laughs> he definitely he now feels like the main character. Like we said yes. with Chris and Dom being over, we expected Dom to take front and center, but now it's Wendell, and like that is a strange move. And and yeah, it does sort of open the door for maybe Wendell is flawed in some way. Maybe I could see him even going outside of that, especially with the theory you brought up that Dominic and Wendell flip on Malolo. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's a little too hypothetical at this point. Yeah, no, like, that's the thing, right? Like, it's so odd that Wendell is being like I don't think I could have predicted that Wendell would completely step over Dominic as our main character. Yeah. And that's yeah, no giving way. me some questions like how how did this happen? Um and honestly it just made me think of Dominic more and Wendell a little bit less, but it's still like for me like 70 Wendell, 20 Dominic, 5 Laurel, 10 Laurel actually. I, yeah, I think those are the... Yeah. And, like, I don't know, like, it made me go down, maybe, like, gave Dominic a little bit more, but because I guess we could... It could just be Wendell gets this good at it, so he is the main character and the Malcolm kind of thing, but mm-hmm. I just don't see it. Like, I... Like... I don't know. Yeah, that's one of the things about this season is that it feels like so much hangs on this Alliance of Four because it's the only thing Mm -hmm. we know about. And so all your predictions sort of like hang on it. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) I think, okay, so one thing I think is interesting is pre-merge, we kept talking about can Wendell win with such little visibility? He'll be the least visible male winner since Bob Crowley. Uh, he's below even some female winners. Blah, 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 right? That was the discussion around Wendell was, can somebody with this low visibility win? Yeah. And now it's like, it seems like he's going to get fives or fours every single episode. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's going to be feels... front and center for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Is that compensating for the lack of visibility? Or is that saying... A, bad, a really bad yeah. thing. Because now I'm like, why wasn't he in the pre-merge i was kind of giving excuses of like he's not captivating television he's not really relevant maybe he just wasn't relevant to that degree i mean he only went to two tribe one tribal right two tribals one tribe one tribal one tribal so i guess that makes some sense but like i don't know that's all i have to say about when yeah yep still number one until yeah still number one now there's some doubt i guess but uh, i don't know like to me, this reads like doubt. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so my winner contender list is Wendell oh, number we one. We forgot. We forgot. Oh, about right. Our boots. Queen Libby. The Libby. <laughs> Poor Libby. Yeah, not. I don't feel satisfied after. Nope. Just very patchy. Shown when she needs to be shown. This is lazy editing for me. Yeah. Told. We're just sort of told that she's a threat, and I don't even think there's much on top of that other than she blindsided Morgan once, which. Morgan, who she was like on another tribe with, like, like, yeah. it's not like long-standing friend Morgan. It was Morgan who she met that day. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't even get why you wouldn't like. I wish, honestly, they gave all of Libby's content in that episode to Laurel instead. If they were just gonna not show her, um, yeah, it, maybe the answer like for why she gets this weird edit is like they really had no idea why she leaves and it is just because she's pretty and how do you edit that that's my one hope that 
it's more on the castaways than the producers, but still yeah, kind of sucks. I, I imagine it is. I could see Libby just sort of being in a situation where everyone's like, yeah, we need to get Libby out. And no yeah. one ever really asking why or telling why. So everyone just, just is just on board with it. So it happened. I guess one thing we learned in this season is that there is a threshold that you can pass where you can be too attractive to do well in Survivor. Yeah. Jenna was right all those years ago. Yeah, it's true. And, um, ah, what, what's her name? Michaela Winkle, I guess is the other example. That's Did Michaela name, right? say it herself or was she just... No, I guess Brandon Hans called that. But... Oh, yeah. <laughs> huh. yeah. Yeah, no, like, it's... To me, this is bad, especially in a season where, like, almost all the girls are being ignored, extra ignoring Livy over and over again. I don't see why she's good television. She's... I don't know. And I don't this know. was, I, I thought, almost, a very predictable boot. I would almost veer Libby closer to, like, a Desi edit than, mm-hmm. like, more visible. Like, yeah, I don't know. Especially when it's hard to make sense of why she went or... She wasn't attached to anyone, really, for any... She was apparently in a power body. couple with Michael. Yeah. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sad, sad end for the Libster. Um, I wish she was on Libertarian. Yeah. <laughs> Libertarian Libby. Wow, she didn't get like any of the like Southern conservative, except nope. in like episode three, but like it was not put on strongly by any means. At all. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's sad. I wish she was more visible. I think she could have been a really good television. She really popped, especially in episode three. I think she's like the first person, maybe since Morgan, to like not really have any reason to come back. Mm-hmm. Like, James, I guess, is in there, but I don't know. I agree with that, which sucks because I liked her a lot. Yeah. Anyways, um, predictions. Who do you think's leaving next week? Jenna. It's Desiree. I'm 100% on Desiree. Uh, do you think the preview is just just telling it like it is? I think the preview's trying to say that a Malolo will. I think the preview is trying to tell us that Jenna will leave, and in reality, Desiree. Will oh, leave. it's just reverse psychology. Yes. Like... Yes. I don't know. Maybe Chelsea. I'll say Desiree or Chelsea. No. I don't know. I'm too attached to the (laughs) enigma that is Chelsea to want her to go anytime. So, yeah. As for winner contenders, though, I think we still both have Wendell on the top. Mm -hmm. And I have Laurel and then Dominic. I have Dominic and Laurel. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's our show. Our website is thewinnersedit.wordpress.com. There's a contact form there, or you can email us directly at thewinneredit at gmail.com. Yep. Can the- uh, you can leave a review on iTunes if you want. That's where all the good podcast reviews are left. And if you have friends who watch the show, tell them, and they can listen to this if they're interested or not. Who knows? Uh, shout out to the guy on Reddit who listened to our Castaway preview uh, and said that we had remarkably accurate reads for next week i'm gonna re-listen to that uh and come in next week to see how accurate we were uh i'm gonna jot some notes and i think we're definitely off on some people i was what he pointed out that i'm proud of i called that desiree was gonna be invisible in a (laughs) casting flop and nobody else on the internet did so i don't know i know we got chelsea right yeah we got chelsea right we got desiree right we'll see who else oh i I called and i I thought angela would be first boot but invisible (laughs) it maybe counts i thought she'd be terrible (laughs) Uh, but yeah anyway uh that's our show Uh, farewell yep see you next week